Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 16 of the Stay Grounded podcast. Oh man, if you can't tell in my voice, I'm kind of up right now. I'm drinking my coffee. I'm recording this thing, and I'm so excited. Um, man, this week's guest is a friend of mine. I met him uh, many a time. Uh, over many glasses of wine, and he has never failed to uh, enlighten and inspire me. Um, this week's guest is Mr. Todd White. Todd White is the founder of a company called Dry Farm Wines, uh, which sells, uh, which is the largest all-natural, additive-free, organic wine club in the world. Um, Todd has such an amazing business story. He's raised, literally, blown up his company from zero to. Um, high eight figures um, within the first few years of being in business. And what I love about Todd so much is he doesn't attribute that to business acumen or, or like, you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff that goes into something being successful. But what I love about Todd is that he really believes that it's his company culture that he's created. That is the cheat code um, to, to the success he's achieved uh, to date. And the company culture is one of the most intriguing I've ever experienced. Uh, it includes meditation, gratitude, love, uh, connectedness, uh, visualization, and all of the things that uh, we discuss on the podcast that creates extraordinary lives and happiness, but he's applied it to his company. And so I'm super excited to introduce Todd and start this conversation. I will say this, this conversation does have... Um, does have language, so please don't listen around your kids or anything along those lines. Um, but anyways, before we get started, I would love uh, to get your rating, review, or subscription uh, to the Stay Grounded podcast on any medium you choose. iTunes is my favorite. That's what I use. It's the easiest for me. Uh, really, your feedback means the world to me, and it helps me improve and get the, get the, the feedback I need from the people so that we can make this show as best as we can be. So anyways, without further ado, let's get cracking. Welcome to another episode of the Stay Grounded podcast. I'm your host, Raj Jana. And oh man, how excited am I right now to welcome... One of my dear friends, Mr. Todd White. Todd, how are you, my friend? Awesome. Awesome. Happy to be here. So much to share and talk about and think about and lots of love to spread to your audience. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful to have you here. So I met Todd a couple of, about a year ago, actually, at a, at a, business, at a business conference. We didn't really get to know each other that well at that one, but we met again at another conference a couple months ago. And and we really started talking and uh, I'm just one thing that really drew me to Todd and, and really 
made me want to have him here was was just his entire mindset around happiness and gratitude and 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 just how connected he is with his team himself and 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 just it seems like the universe and um, I'm I'm just deeply grateful to have him here and so Todd just uh, before we dive into stuff I'd love to uh, just have you introduce yourself to, to the audience. Yeah. So my, you know, I've been self-employed since I was 17. I'm going to tell you a few facts you don't know. Oh, perfect. Uh, self, self-employed since I was 17, I skipped, uh, skipped the whole school thing and went, uh, right to work. Um, I have, um, uh, more or less launched, oh, somewhere around 10 companies. Uh, a few have been very successful. A few have been, uh, moderately to okay successful. And, uh, I've had one tragic, tragic, nasty failure. Right. And, uh, it was probably, I mean, it was the single most important incident that occurred in my adult life because it really led me to an awakening. It led me to meditation and it led me to, um, the true joy and satisfaction of, of a whole life. Right. And so before you know, as Tony Robbins likes to say, and I, I, I appreciate this this quote, before I was living a life of expectation instead of appreciation. Mm. So I was running businesses, expecting everybody around me to do what I wanted them to do to make the company more successful, right? And yeah. so that life of expectation creates a lot of resistance. But fast forward, I launched a new business uh, a little over two years ago, uh, in 2015, fourth quarter of 2015, um, our revenue in 2015 was a resounding $37,000. Gotta love it. We, two years later, we just closed this year out at almost 15 million and we're projecting 28 million for this, for 2018. What a story, so, Todd. We believe that this 300x growth, this amazing kind of growth story, one of the fastest growing private companies. By the way, I'd also tell you, we have zero debt and zero investors. God, you are, you are writing. You should be teaching a business school class. Well, I can teach it to you in one word, meditation. So Talk to we, me about that. Well, we believe that, we, we believe, my staff, there's only 15 of us running a $30 million run rate. Right. And so that includes warehouse staff and then all of our folks inside. I'm excited to tell you that we are this year also opening four retail locations around the country. Uh, so and we're doing that really primarily to be able to touch our members in a more immersive way. You know, so the the um, meditation, uh, everybody on my staff would tell you that meditation is the single reason why we um why we've been so successful and at my company we start every day with an hour of meditation together mm, okay all 15 people including the warehouse staff hourly people everyone participates and uh and we believe that that is you know we believe that's the, the that's the single the single most important contributor to our success. That's a, that's a powerful statement, Todd. Um, why do you think meditation uh, has had such a positive influence on things that 
seemingly would be outside of self, right? So you're, you're saying, you know, like business success or a lot of these, these accolades that you guys have been collecting, you know, like, why do you think meditation is, is such a, a critical component of that? Or do you think it's a critical component of that? It's the foundation of a help. Uh, it's, it, I think meditation is the foundation of a well-lived life. And so here's what meditation does. Meditation allows us to clear the mind to receive the abundance that we deserve. So we manifest our financial success. We manifest that through affirmations and visualizations. We attract that energy. Like frequencies attract like energy. And so we manifest that success. Uh, We see it, visualize it, and draw it to us. Now, how meditation plays an important role in that, and all of my folks also have, as do I, have individual meditation practices. we're, We're talking about this concept of clearing the mind quieting, you know, neuroscientists speculate that we have about 65,000 thoughts a day. The problem is 95% of them are the same things we were thinking yesterday, right? And so we've got this incessant kind of chatter that goes on all day long, this what we would call destructive thinking, not constructive thinking. Mm. So what meditation does is allow you to, to recognize and to clear those thoughts away and to clear that film that's been running in your head for most of your adult life that's based on fear, right? And uncertainty and acceptance and self-judgment. And so, and, and, and a, lack of, a lack of true grounded love in your life. I mean, love only occurs when we can be vulnerable. Love only occurs when we can allow ourselves to be seen, when we rip the mask off, right? So meditation is very helpful in ripping the mask off Mm. and allowing us to become accessible. And when we become emotionally accessible, there's all these channels that we can receive this abundance that we've been blocking and resisting through all this incessant thought. So, you know, we, you know, we, we, the first thing everybody does, we also, we talk a lot about love. We talk a lot about the connected source uh, the connected source energy about putting frequencies out, which we believe that the universe mirrors back the frequencies that we're projecting. It's also known as the law of attraction. Yep. Um, so I can tell you, I used to say, you know, I used to say getting rich and being successful is, is hard. If it were easy, everybody do it. The fact is it's super easy, but people don't want to do it. Right. We think about, we become what we think about. So we talk about phrases like words become form, form becomes a vibration or a frequency, and that mirrors out to the universe. And what I mean by words become form, I don't say things like, I'm pissed off. That form will become an energy. That energy will become a frequency, right? Mm, yep. So we believe that we're communicating on constant frequency and everything is connected. And so we actually manifest, I predicted our revenue I predicted our first million dollar month. I predicted within a few hundred thousand dollars what our end of year revenue would be four or five months before the end of the year. That's pretty close considering that we're growing 10 to 40% a month. That's crazy. It's like, and I, I think that's what, or it's not crazy. It's, it's remarkable to me um, in a sense. I mean, I just, the way manifestation plays in your own life 
You know, I've always believed that all the healthy and positive energy that we put out forces us to create habits and forces us to align with people that are doing the same thing as us. And so it's this like attracts like, like you mentioned, the law of attraction. But to see it applied so consistently across the board, did you find like, were your teammates always like this? Were they, were they, they come on board and they were ready to, um, were they already, you know, people who, who manifested this or did they, did they learn to become folks that, that manifested and attracted success and, and the things they, in abundance in their life? Well, I mean, we invented the process as we went along. Yeah. So, I mean, we started practicing this very early on with just a couple of people and then continued the practice as, as the company grew. Yeah. Uh, but the practice expanded, became more creative, became more vivid. Uh, and today it's, 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 uh, there's an energy field. Now there's 15 of us sitting in the circle. Right. So, and you know, before long, that will be 25. How are we going to connect everybody across the country as we start opening these retail locations? And how are we going to keep this all co- and, and, and remote warehousing on the East Coast? And how are we going to keep all this connected? How are we going to keep the energy field connected? We'll use technology to do that. Certainly, we'll use video to do that. But, you know, how do we keep that connection alive? And, and, and without coming apart, we think that's the most exciting. Actually, I mean, the prosperity is great. You know, the abundance is wonderful. It allows us to secure our future and to live an amazing life of financial abundance today. But that's not the most exciting thing about our expansion. The most exciting thing about our, because today, like probably like you operate, we operate all in one place, our warehouse office, everybody's together. There's no remote workers. Everyone is is living together, dining together, traveling together, doing our thing. And so, but we're all, we all live in the same place. We all live within 20 minutes of each other. And we spend a tremendous amount of time together. So that's really easy to, to sort of practice what we practice with everybody together. And what's going to be more interesting is how do we take these practices, this connected source energy, and apply it across you know, across the, across the country when we're not connected in this way. I will be very interested in following up with you when you find the answer to that. I, I still think that your, your culture and, and what you've created is, is remarkable um, just from a pure energetic standpoint. Uh, it, it really is. And even just talking to you, I feel, I can see the energy. I, obviously, our listeners won't be able to see you, but I can see you right now. And, and you're glowing, my friend. And uh, so, you know, it's, it, is, it is something that, that I aspire to for our own company and myself. Um, I, well, I appreciate that. It's, there's no secrets, but there are a few shortcuts. Uh, let's you, talk about those for a moment. I would love to. Yeah, so the very first thing I do in the morning when I get up is make my bed. Okay. Now, the reason I do that is because that gives me an instant, immediate win, right? And it's not just making my bed. I'm making it with precision and pride, Yep. right? So it's tight and it's beautiful, right? So that gives me an immediate win. And it also it brings order to the room, right? And so I think order is very important. Because order projects a calmness, right? Mm. So order allows for calm. 
So the very first thing I do is, is make my bed. Uh, the next thing I do is meditate. I meditate for about 45 minutes and have my own individual affirmations and visualizations and what I call gratefulness therapy. You know, I spend after 30 minutes of meditation, I spend another 15 minutes just visualizing and affirming all the things that I'm grateful for in my life. And there is much to be grateful for. Darkness, anxiety, and fear cannot be present. Yep. And so these practices throughout the day, and I don't use it as much as I used to, but because I just don't face any kind of anxiety in the way that I did before I was awakened. But when I was going through, you know, this kind of training process, I would use a gratefulness practice throughout the day. And I recommend it to my young colleagues who are just coming into practice, which is if you have something that you're anxious about or you feel that anxiety, find something to focus on. We live out in nature in Napa Valley. So find something beautiful to focus on and immerse yourself in how grateful you are to experience that beauty, mm. right? And that immersion will immediately remove you from that anxiety, right? And once we train ourselves to remove that anxiety often enough, you know, that becomes a practice too. So, you know, that's, I also do cold showers and cold thermogenesis, and you probably know I'm on a ketogenic diet. Yep. And I also only eat once a day, so I do 24-hour intermittent fasting. Can you explain to some of the listeners who may not know what a ketogenic diet is? Um, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Ketogenic diet has gotten a tremendous amount of, of um, attention in the last 12 to 24 months. It's now the number one search diet term on Google. Um, it's a performance diet, uh, but it's pretty simple. It's, um, it's high fat, moderate protein, and very low carbohydrate, sugar-free diet. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I typically probably take in about 25 grams of carbohydrate a day. Your average American probably eats around 400 grams. Uh, I don't eat any refined carbohydrates or sugar, no flour, no sugar, no pasta, no grains, no corn. These are all highly glycemic carbohydrates. So what I'm trying to do is maintain a low blood glucose. Mm -hmm. So once you don't consume carbohydrate or sugar, your body will deplete itself of available glycogen, which is the storage fuel that you, that most people burn on, and they get that from carbohydrate and sugar. You can store about 1,800 calories of glycogen in your body at any given time. Even though I've, I'm very lean, I'm carrying probably 50 or 60,000 calories of stored fat, mm. right? And so a ketogenic diet is a nutritional program that forces your body to burn its own body fat as your fuel source as opposed to uh, glucose, glycogen, or sugar. So yep. most people are sugar burners because their diet uh, does not allow their body to be depleted of glycogen. And yep. so in the absence of that glycogen, your body will convert its own fatty acids, its own body fat, into what are called ketone bodies. And the ketone bodies become your fuel source. Got it. Now, the reason you do that, the reason most people begin the ketogenic diet is to break through a weight loss plateau. 
But the reason you continue it, which is the reason that I originally experimented with it when I started four years ago, but the reason I stayed on a ketogenic diet is because of the cognitive benefits and the amazing amount of energy that you have. Mm. Right. It also allows this, you know, this kind of shell that I'm walking around in the highest efficiency of feeling good. Right. The highest efficiency of energy, the highest of your memory improves. I bet my memory improved 300 percent. Wow. Particularly short term memory like phone numbers or or uh, airplane confirmation codes that I would see one time and then be able to recall. You know, um, just just crazy little small things that it's like, you know, before I wouldn't, you know, it would be difficult to, to have that kind of recall and memory as sharp as it is. So the cognitive benefits, anti-cancer, there's a whole, there's a ton, boatload of research out there for anybody who wants to research the ketogenic yeah. diet. There's tons and tons of, tons of research. But I, I think, you know, when our body, when we feel great and we have our best cognitive performance, that's when we can really start to enhance our overall performance through mental training, you know, and through meditation and gratefulness. Yeah. You know, you're, take, you're taking care of the, the temple so that you can receive everything you're meant to receive um, yeah, at the I mean, highest capacity. Absolutely. And so most people don't know what it feels to feel great. I'm just telling you, cause I've been there. I mean, most people don't know what it really feels like to feel awesome. Yeah. Sugar is a very dangerous drug. Um, alcohol is also a dangerous drug, right? And so all of, all of these things, you know, alcohol matters. Sugar is a big deal, right? And it has tremendous impact on our mood swings. And so yeah. it's a lot more difficult to get calm and peaceful, you know, when we're riding this wave. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, it's just a lot more difficult. Once we, get, once we get steady state energy and steady state cognitive performance, it's a lot easier to be calm and present and peaceful. That's an amazing reason to to get in shape or even to take a chance on, 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 on yourself. Um, I, a lot of people, they, at least in my family, I, I know my, my entire family has been eating like crap for years. Um, you know, just by the nature of Indian food. And I mean, it's that doesn't always have the best, uh, the best bases in them. And so, you know, I've been trying to have my family eat healthier and healthier, but um, the one thing that really makes my family now stick with with performance diets is is the cognitive function piece of it. Um, you know, my my dad feels better. My mom remembers things more. I mean, like I, you're, everything you're saying is hitting a damn note for me, Todd. Um, I I had a question that I, that's been on my mind for the last like five minutes as I was listening to you speak. You seem so dialed in to so many different aspects of your life. Were you always this way, or was there like a a, a moment where um, where something just clicked and and you said you know I need to make a change in my life and then you started actively applying all of these positive habits? Well, the click was this failure I had. Most people find inspired change from desperation, not inspiration. So while I can, you know, speak to your audience or talk to particularly young people and mentor them as I do quite frequently, you know, it, it's more often than not desperation, not inspiration that takes people to change. Now, the reason I think that it works very well in our culture at my company is because it's so immersive and it's constant, right? 
But for most people, they they can't. I mean, this is just the life we live. So I can bring young people into the organization and in three or four months, you know, change their life and have them immersed into a cognitively healthy uh, performance uh, way of life. Right. But but for most people, they're just constantly surrounded by look at the average break, break room. You know, if you go for where most people work. And, you know, it's just very difficult to have enough self-discipline, yeah. right, to avoid not picking and pinching and touching and, you know, because it's just in front of you. Um, and it creates this, you know, kind of labor of temptation. So, I, you know, I, but most people, and in my case, I found an awakening. So to answer your question, as I look back over the last 20 or 30 years, of my business career and, and life success or what most people consider success, which was financial achievement. Uh, I don't think financial achievement spells success, but that's generally how we speak about it. Um, a successful life money is only money is a very small component of a successful life. Right. And so, um, that's that for me, that, that, that process of finding inner peace came from desperation. Right. And, and the mechanism for that, the prescription for that was meditation was the foundation. So, but I had been, you know, I had been, I had been involved in fitness and dieting, low carb experimentations for the last 30 years. Right. Beginning with the Atkins in the eighties and sort of coming forward through in and out of low carb. Uh, Robert Atkins knew what the ketogenic he was kind of pre-keto. In fact, his diet is a ketogenic diet, more or less. Yep. And uh, and so, you know, it, it's just, it, it was just so, I, I just, I kind of bounced up and down and around, right? And so it wasn't until I discovered this inner peace through meditation and this focus that I was able to be consistent in all of the practices. And then I started adding you know, other practices and some I continue to do and I consider making my bed. I make my bed in a hotel room, right? I mean, it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's a way of life, yeah. right? My practices are, I mean, I travel constantly, as you know, all over the world. And uh, because I acquire wines all over the world. It's just a way of life. And when you find inner peace, which my prescription for that is, is meditation. I was going to tell you this 300 X growth, right? We only, we're only open from 11 in the morning until five in the afternoon. That's incredible, Todd. Uh, we also don't work weekends, no after hours, emails, you know, we live a life of peace, no reply to all, no copies, you know, don't send me anything. I don't need to see you know, and I don't normally reply. So if I don't re reply and tell you how awesome you are, just know that I already love you and think you're awesome. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> right? Because I don't want to put anything in your email box and I don't want you to put anything in mine. I don't have to see. Yep. Understood. I, uh... You know, because the email box is a source of, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a peace suck. You know, it sucks your calmness and peace away. You know, because you're constantly, because you can face this anxiety of not being able to keep up with it, or I don't need to tell you because you can see you sent me this invite two weeks ago 
for today's podcast. I didn't accept it until this morning. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I fall victim to it. I fall victim to my inbox every now and then, but I have been making it a much more steady practice to batch um, any emails I need to send to a certain time and day of uh, the week, unless it's absolutely urgent. And then we, we have our own team communication, but no, I'm with you on that. Um, well, very few things, as you know, are absolutely urgent. If your yes. life architecture is structured correctly, almost nothing is urgent. Talk right? to me about that concept of life architecture. What do you mean by well, that? I mean, well, life, life architecture is about the structure beginning with the foundation, right? So when I think about architecture in my day, it begins with getting up early enough for me to have peace in the morning, right? Before I need to engage with the outside world. Mm -hmm. That would be part of the architecture. You know, another part of the architecture is the structure of relationships that we have around us, right? And so if I, I don't want to have any anxiety, I don't want to have, I don't want to have the cause for the disruption to my presence and peace. And if there's someone in my life that is causing that interruption, right? That structure needs to be changed. Mm. Now, if I were enlightened, if I were the Buddha, no one would possibly interrupt my peace and presence, but I'm not the enlightened Buddha, right? I'm Todd White, entrepreneur. Yeah. Right? And so, and so, and so it's, I'm awakened, but not enlightened. And so, I, I too am going to be like everyone else or most everyone else. I'm going to be susceptible to having this peace and presence interrupted by, by external forces. And so the architecture or the structure there is if there are those people in my life and the most recent example I can think of was a, was, was a relationship, a romantic relationship that I terminated because I didn't seem to bring any cure to that. And so the cure was I have to change the structure. Yeah. Um, and so it's, these are difficult decisions to make, but, um, but you know, it's usually almost always it's other people who interrupt our peace and presence. Right. I mean, once we have control of our, once we have control of our crazy monkey mind, I mean, once we have control of, of damaging ourselves with our own incessant thinking, once we get that under control, right, then almost all of those interruptions, those urgencies are caused by other people, whether it be a vendor, a customer, um, a relationship on a personal level, a friendship. Uh, you know, it's, it's always, it's generally other people. You know, we, we have, yeah, you know, the business, when I created this business, and see, you're a lot smarter than me a lot sooner. So, you know, when I created this, my prior businesses had a whole bunch of pain points in them that always involved other people. I'll give you an example of, of three. So most all of the businesses I've been in before were services that carried receivables one of the business rules I have today is I'll never be in another business that I don't get paid for in advance of the service or at the time of service. I'll rule. never carry another receivable, right? 
Because the problem with carrying receivables is they put you in the collections business. So I'm like a, I'm like a customer, I'm customer fanatic, yep. right? So I love my customers. If I'm in the collections business, I'm spending part of my day making their life ex- uh, extraordinary, special, and memorable. And the second part of the day, breaking their balls, trying to get them to pay me. Yep. Right. So I wouldn't do receivables. The other two, the the uh, the other two examples are uh, most of my businesses in the past, and this is a smart one you got figured out early on. Involved, you know, three to seven or eight large clients who represented the propensity of my revenue. Right. Well, I'm no longer self-employed. I'm working for them. Mm-hmm. Right. And they've got the they've got the power and pressure to to bring pain to my life, right? So I, I said, the next business I'm in, I'm going to have thousands and thousands of tiny clients, right? Who any one of I can fire if they become disruptive. And so this is a really important concept because no customer can can bring any pain to my life, right? And then the, and then the third one was. Um, I wanted to remove the concept. This is another pain point in prior businesses. Prior businesses, I employed salespeople. The salesperson's got three things going on all the time. They're selling you. They're selling the customer. And most damaging, they're selling themselves on some crazy concept all the time. Yeah. Right? (laughs) And so this is just the nature of the beast. So I said, I'll never be in another business that involves salespeople. Mm. Right. Which is the reason I'm in an online business, direct to consumer, thousands and thousands and thousands of customers like you that and my customers pay in advance of the service rendered, which is why we were able to build such a large revenue base without any debt or investors. I, I think your way of, of, of lifestyle architecture or lifestyle design is, is so empowering. Um, it, it takes away this idea that life is happening to you to life is happening for you because you're the you're, you're architect abs, the architecture needs to be life happens for you and not to you. And when things start happening to you, you need to figure out what that structural change is to change that two to a four. Yep. Right. And so you, you see, you were extra brilliant and <laughs> young and charming and beautiful and filled with love <laughs> and obviously a lot, lot smarter than me. And so you I got, got all good that teachers thing. like you, Todd, I got good teachers. You got like it you. all figured out, you know, while meanwhile I had to trudge along for a few decades, getting beat with a blunt object, <laughs> you know, tr- trying to figure out how to do this. Uh, but I can tell you, I haven't figured out mostly now. And, um, you know, we're about to embark on some new, some new, uh, exciting opportunities, but, you know, but there's a few rules, you know, before this business, after the last business, which was a disaster, I lost millions and, uh, yeah, I'm drafted this rule set about 15 rules. You know, one of them would be no debt, you know, uh, no, uh, uh, the other would be where possible I'd be in recurring revenue or subscription business. That makes my life a lot more peaceful, as you know. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, so you're not always as good as the last sale. No, I, I wholeheartedly, and you know, I, I want to 
segue into your business. I, I do think that beyond just the business accolades and all the amazing things you've accomplished, I think you provide so much value to a lot of people's lives. Um, so tell me about, you know, just the wine industry, what you love about it and, and kind of what dry farm does for, for, for your family base. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, let me, t- let me touch on one point that you just made, because I think this is really, really, really important as we think about business opportunities, as we think about the mainstream business press and the magazines and the websites and the tech crunch and the, you know, we think about how this information about business is, or I hear business people on the phone, they're all saying the same thing, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're all, they're, they're all, they're, they're, you know, it's all the same chatter. It's all about the metrics. It's all about the, you know, it's all about the series A and it's always about the startup and this yep. side or the other. So there's this tremendous, and, and on the exit, right? There's this big focus on the exit. One, one of the 15 business rules I just mentioned, one of those is I'm going to build a company I don't want to sell. Love it. Right? It's like another of the 15 business rules, the business has to be something I'd be willing to do for free. Mm. Right? I'm going to get to the wine story. I'm going to get to the, the point of this the, of this kind of circle here in a moment. But yeah. When you mentioned value, we're focused on money as the reason we do something. Money should be the outcome of something you do and the outcome of the value you create. And when money is the outcome and not the reason, that's when you will have a joyful and very successful business with less effort than you would have ever dreamed possible. Is that when we money will follow the outcome of value. Mm. So what's happened is we've got in this culture, you know, of the unicorn culture, we've got in this culture where we all expect that somehow, you know, we're going to be able to beat the odds. And the odds are that 90% of all businesses fail in the first three years. Mm -hmm. Right. You're not going to beat those odds until you get focused on immense value creation. And so that's and that's what we do. We 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 solve a huge problem for wine drinkers. This topic I commonly talk an hour on a podcast, so we can't go too far down the wormhole because we just have a few minutes left. But but basically, what's happened in the wine industry is exactly the same thing that's happened in our food supply. There's been mass consolidation fueled by greed that has created an an industrial farming and an industrial factory complex of winemaking, particularly in the United States, but it's a global problem, where 52% of all the wines made in the United States are made by just three companies. Now, you don't know that because they hide behind tens of thousands of labels and brands to have you believe you're drinking from a chateau or a farmhouse. A little romantic story. In fact, you're drinking from this massive factory using a lot of toxins and poisons. There are 76 additives approved by the FDA for the use in winemaking in the United States. Wow. Because the wine industry has spent millions of dollars in lobby money to keep contents labeling off of wine bottles. So wine is the only major food group without a contents label. Yeah, I found out that recently. Yeah, the reason they don't want a contents label on it is because they don't want you to know what's in it. Yep. And so because what's in it is not going to be pleasing to you. 
Well, you won't even know how to pronounce it. It's like looking at any kind of processed food. It's the same deal. There's going to be a whole bunch of chemical names there. You don't have any idea what it is, right? And so we're poisoning our body and our brain with all these additives and toxins that are contained in processed foods that most people are eating. I don't eat them. I also don't drink processed wines. So what led me to discover this and create this was traditional wines, wines you buy at your wine retailer or in your grocery store, wines I was drinking or wines I buy in my neighborhood were making me feel bad. Yeah. And so I went on a whole journey of uh, months and months long trying to figure this out. And I stumbled upon um, a few hundred farmers, primarily in Europe, that are making what are called natural wines. Mm -hmm. And that is 100% organic or biodynamic farming. And biodynamic farming is a prescriptive advanced form of organic farming. All, so all chemical-free farming, biodiverse farms, really focused on living soils and, um, and, and biodiversity on the farm. And, and we're missing the other elements of complexity that come from real nature, right? Yeah. Which, is a, which is a polyculture of farming, a polyculture of, 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 of the wholeness of nature's logic, so these farms are very biodiverse. Your audience can do an internet search for natural wines and learn about them, but they have a very difficult time buying them because they're yeah. virtually unavailable in all but a handful of markets. And as I said, now we, we consume dry farm wines, consumes most, of the, most all of the U.S. inventory. That's amazing. Um, but, so it's, it's, but natural wines are also 100% uh, additive-free, and in our particular case, we take it one step further in that we do independent lab testing on every wine to make sure that they meet all of our criteria. And one of our criteria is that they be sugar-free because we're all ketogenic. All the 15 people on my staff, we're all, all of them are keto, and all of them do intermittent fasting. So we're living – this is not marketing spend. This is our life, Yeah. right? And so I created this to scratch an itch I had, and it turns out that there were a couple million other people who were interested in it, right? Lifestyle architecture at its finest. Yeah, so, you know, we, so same thing that you've done, and I'm sure your audience knows your story well, but same thing that you've done. I mean, we are just fucking fanatics, right? I mean, we're just a little bit crazy. We're out there on the edge living this life that we think is designed perfectly for a whole life for us. And it turns out that there's lots of other people who are interested in that as well. We have two that we're flying in this month. So we fly them. One, one's coming from Chicago and the other one, I forget, maybe Connecticut or something. So we fly them here, the world famous Napa Valley, all expenses paid, meals, you know, did spend four days with them, give them a bunch of projects. And we have an extensive uh, live interview that uh, before this, they're, or four video interviews, and it's, you know, there's just to apply, just for a candidate to apply. There's a 15 question questionnaire that typically takes them four to six hours to complete before we'll even look at them. And most people get eliminated from the questionnaire. Yeah, I imagine. So, uh, and most people are self-selecting; they won't even complete the thing because it's so crazy. Yeah, and I want to. And, and, you know, I, I do want to tell our audience, I am a customer of dry farm wines and I am a huge fan 
of Todd and everything that they've created. Um, this is one of some of the only wine I can drink and my girlfriend can drink without feeling, uh, crappy the next day. Uh, so hangover uh, free. I mean, there's a reason, there are a lot of yeah. reasons for this. I mean, these natural wines are also <clears throat> fermented with wild native yeast that are present and indigenous to the vineyard where the grapes are grown. The grapes are also ancestral to the region. So these grapes, grapes have been being grown in these vineyards for thousands of years. They're also old vines. So typically the average age is about 80 years, but can go up over to hundred, 120 years. Uh, so these are old mines. We don't sell anything over 12 and a half percent. It's sugar free. Uh, you know, it tastes different. It's cleaner. It's more vibrant. Yeah. Um, no hangover. I drink one to two bottles every night. Um, Damn. and I recommend you drink one to two every <laughs> night and, uh, your love life will certainly improve. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I imagine so. Um, wine makes people love more. I wholeheartedly will have to attest to that. Uh, just Wine, like coffee. Oh, yeah. Oh, coffee does too. <laughs> coffee is for coffee is for the morning love. That's right. That's Wine right. is for the evening love. That's right. That way you just love all day. <laughs> uh, I drink is... coffee all day. I, I, I drink about, uh, I probably drink four cups of coffee a day. And that, and, uh, and I love it. You know, what's not to love about coffee? It's another, you know, it's, I mean, caffeine's a drug. Let's be So is alcohol. You know, it's just, it's just, uh, I happen to like it. Yeah. It's and a, it's a uh, drug that makes you feel good. <laughs> and it makes me feel great. Yeah. You know, so uh, I drink the shit out of it. Oh, man. And I uh, recommend everybody else does too. But so anyway, but let me tell you about Dry Farm Wines closing up here. So we have a special offer for your listeners. Um, they will give them a penny bottle of pure, natural, delicious, healthy, uh, dry farm wines, uh, a penny bottle with their first order. And they can get that penny bottle just by going to this link. It's dryfarmwines.com forward slash Java press. That's dryfarmwines.com forward slash java press if i can be of service to any of your listeners and uh hopefully we are able to capture uh, most of what we need to capture we have one tradition on the podcast uh before we close out i ask one question um and uh so i'm gonna ask you that question now uh, and you can answer it however you please but you know on a day-to-day basis um how do you stay grounded and stay grounded can mean anything to you. It can mean whether it be from uh, a presence and calm and peace standpoint, or just from a humility standpoint, what is one thing you do every single day to stay grounded? It's meditation, man. I hate to keep coming back to it, but that that's just, that's just the key. When one has a regular meditation practice, and when I say meditation practice, I'm talking about daily 20 minutes or more. Uh, the five, 10 minute thing is helpful, but really need 20 minutes, at least 20 or I, I go 30, but you need at least 20 minutes to really tap in. Mm-hmm. So, um, and when you tap in on a daily basis, after a couple of months, you start to see amazing benefits, uh, as soon as you begin your practice, but it really takes two to three months to fully realize where you'll go with it. So yeah. it's simple for me, it's meditation, but you know, other than that, just being grateful, 
just yeah. tell, spreading love. You know, when you spread love, it mirrors back at you. I mean, those are the things that make a life worth living. And you practice that. My brother, when I met you, I was just <laughs> like, here's a soul brother. I mean, this guy gets it. Because you had it all figured out so early. But since oh, it's not possible for me to get pissed off, you're going to get a hall pass. All right. I'll take a hug instead. I'll take a hug exactly. instead. You're, man, you're full of hugs. I love that about you. You should come um, work with Come visit, please. You know? Yes, yes. No, a, a trip to Napa is definitely overdue. But uh, in all seriousness, though, Todd, uh, you you shared a lot of things on this on this on this hour long recording that is not only going to make a positive impact on my life, um, but I know it's going to make a positive impact on, on our listeners as well. So I just want to take a quick moment to say how grateful I am just for you as a person, um, for anybody else listening as Todd graciously mentioned, um, please check out dryfarmwines.com slash Java press to get a free penny bottle on Todd. Um, and, uh, I promise the penny bottle is, is going to be just as good, if not better than, than, than the wine itself. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me and uh, much love to all of your audience. Absolutely. Everyone. uh, Thank you so much for tuning in with us. Uh, This has been another episode of the stay grounded podcast. I'm your host Raj. And until next time, stay grounded. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of the stay grounded podcast brought to you by Java press coffee company. My name is Raj. And I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to make daily happiness a priority. If you're interested in learning more about how your morning coffee can turn into a consistent source of joy in your life, visit www.javapress.com to learn how our products can help you do that and use the coupon code podcast for 10% off your purchase. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.